Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Isn't that glorious? We're heirs of salvation, purchased of God, born of the Spirit, washed in His blood. Thank you for being with me today. We're going to have a blessed time in the Lord. Hand-picked by God. I think that's why Fanny Crosby, I think, wrote that song when she saw that. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior. Wow. Imagine that God chose you before the foundation of the world and chose you in love, hand-picked you for salvation. And I pray today the Lord will really use this to really bless you. Use this teaching to strengthen you, establish you, use you, and glorify his holy name, Jesus. Only Jesus will be glorified. And thank you today for being with me. I really mean that with all my heart. All right, let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. Because I want to show you what you mean to God. You know, I was reading Psalm 139 not long ago, and I was just so blessed. And I'm going to read it again today with you and just show you some amazing things in it in just a little bit that to me are just so, wow, deep. The love of God. There's no way to, to describe it, truly. Father, thank you for your word. Bless your people. I pray mightily today, this wonderful day in Jesus' name. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Now, let's ask the question, why? Why did God choose you and I? Well, I think it answers that in Deuteronomy 7. There's a beautiful portion in the Old Testament when God is speaking to Israel. And he says to them in verse 6 through verse 9, in this amazing portion it says, For thou art the holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God has chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all the people that are on the face of the earth. The Lord did not set his love on you, nor choose you because you were more in number than any people. You were the fewest, in fact. But because the Lord loved you, wow, because he loved you, because he would keep the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers, that the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand, and redeemed you out of the house of bondage from the hand of Pharaoh. That's really what, what happened to you, you know, to you and me. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keeps covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations, meaning really forever. So the question is, why did God choose you and I before we knew him? Before creation? And the Bible is so clear on that, that God chose us in love. Think about that, will you? God chose you because he loved you. He loved you before you loved him. He loved you before you knew him. And I love what it says in Titus 3, verse 5 about this. I'll show you a few scriptures in the New Testament. It says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, just like 
Moses said to Israel, it's not because you are the greatest people on earth. You are the fewest people, in fact. He said, God loved you. That's why he chose you. Not because of our righteousness, but according to his mercy, he saved us. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. That God Almighty, before the foundation of the world, chose us in mercy, loved us in mercy. Look what it says. Let's tie this up with 2 Timothy, because in 2 Timothy 1.9, uh, Paul makes it very, very clear this all happened before the world began. He said in verse 9, 2 Timothy 1, that God saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. So here we are. God chose you because he loved you before the world began. And like I said, he chose you for one reason, because he loved you. Deuteronomy 7 makes it very, very clear. I set my love on you, he said to Israel. And he says that to all of us. So now let's, let's, let's talk about uh, what the Lord really gave, gave his son. He gave his son a gift. You are the gift. God so loved Jesus that he gave him a gift and chose you in love to give you to his son as a gift. I love that. Oh, I love that. So we were, we were God's love gift to Jesus. We were God's love gift to Jesus. Maybe you, you never thought of yourself like that. You were his love gift to his son. The father's love gift. Let's look at John 6. Oh, I love this. Oh, I love this. You know, this kind of inflames your heart to even love the Lord like deeply, you know, like why would God do that for me? Before I knew him, before I loved him, he loved me in all eternity. He loved me in eternity, before time. God loved you before time. And so Jesus said in John 6, 37, all that the Father giveth me shall come to me. All that the Father has given me as a, as a love gift will come to me. And him that comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. I will not reject them because they are the Father's love gift to me. And then if you look at verse 44 of this same chapter, John 6, 44, no man can come to me except the Father which has sent me. Draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. So God chose us in him, in Jesus, before the foundation of the world, that's Ephesians 1, that we should be holy and without blame, it says, before him in love, 
we were accepted in the beloved before the foundation of the world. That's called predestination. Now, predestination is not predetermination. It's predestination means we have to cooperate. We have to say yes, basically. We have to follow the Lord. So the Lord will not pull you into heaven. He will not pull you into heaven. He wants you to follow him into heaven. God, you know, doesn't push us. God does not pull us. The Lord leads, leads us. So we follow him. And, and we have been, have been chosen. In fact, uh, 1 Peter 1, 2, and like I said, even though God chose you, you, you and I still have a responsibility to say yes and to follow. And those, you know, I mean, when the Lord reveals himself to you, like one-on-one, you'll never walk away from that. I think that the people that leave the faith never really had a face-to-face encounter with the living Christ. They, they, they came into the kingdom because they were afraid to go to hell, basically. No, that's not the reason to be saved. Jesus is not a fire escape. We accept him because we want to follow him and serve him, not because we're afraid to go to hell. We receive him on the basis of love. We receive him on the basis of, Lord, I want to know you. That you died for me, Lord. That you would, you would choose me before the world began. I want to know you. I want to love you. I want to serve you. I want to be yours forever. Wow, that, that, that gives me a, a meaning for my life. That I know why, why I was born into this world. I wasn't born into this world to know my parents. I was born into this world to know Jesus and walk with Jesus and love Jesus and serve him and be loyal to him to the end. Oh, the joy in my soul, waiting to see the Lord. You know, we we cry, come Lord Jesus from our depth because we love him. It's not something we want to use him, you know. No, no, we want him to use us, that we can serve him and please him, be acceptable in, in his sight. When, when the Lord would choose you before the foundation of the world, while millions were not chosen, but you were, what, what does that do on the inside of you? Oh, Lord, I want to serve you. I want to I I I love you. I want to follow you. I want to do everything within my being to please you. Hallelujah. And 1 Peter 1, 2 says, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. So here we are, in his foreknowledge, God knew all about us and chose us. Elect, according to the foreknowledge of God, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 2, through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you and peace be multiplied. So despite our weakness, despite our, uh, despite our frailties, our sinfulness, God really wanted us. Out of millions of people, God handpicked you. Out of millions of people, he chose you, he wanted you. So, so it's time for you and I to really accept ourselves, that God would choose us, created us, according to his own 
design. And I think knowing that, I think it's time we accept, we accept what God has done for us. We, we don't question it, we just simply say thank you and love him with all our being and serve him. Romans 9.20 says, Nay, but, O oh man, who are you that replies against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why did you make me like this? So it's time we really accept this, this amazing love for us. All right, let's go to Psalm 139. This is going to really bless you. I know you've been blessed already because, listen, I'm blessed just myself just by, by sharing what I just shared with you. Oh, Lord, look look at verse 1. Oh, Lord, you've searched me, you've known me. Now, this is before the foundation of the world that it's talking about. You know my down-sitting, you know my upright, my up, my uprising, you understand my thoughts are far off, meaning, Lord, you understood my thoughts in eternity, in eternity past throughout all, all eternity. Every thought I would ever think, God knew it. You compass my path. That word you compass is you, you comprehend my path, my ways, my lying down. You are acquainted with everything I do, with all my ways. There's not a word in my tongue, but you know it altogether. Now that's before the foundation of the world. You've beset me behind before. You laid your hand on me. And we're talking about what? Before the foundation of the world, because we just read that in the New Testament. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It's high. I cannot attain to it. Look, look. I love my children. You love your children. But we have not loved them since eternity. We didn't even know them. We, we were not even born ourselves. But God loves has loved us in all eternity. Think, think about it. Just let, let this get, get into your being. You are loved from all eternity. From eternity past to eternity present and future, you are loved. You are loved. And we can only think in time, like past, present, future, which there is no such thing in eternity, okay? But just to help you understand this, God loved you in eternity past, before you were ever created or thought about by your parents. God thought about you. It says, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It's high. I cannot attain to it. I can't. Lord, I can't understand this, that how you can love me in all eternity. Whether shall I go from your spirit? Whether will I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, you're there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, you're there. Even there will, you, will, you, will your hand lead me. And then he says something so powerful. In verse 13, you have possessed my reins. Wow. You have literally formed the inside of me. You've covered me in my mother's womb, you weaved me, you weaved me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul knows well. My substance was not hid from you. This is all in eternity past. When I was made in secret, when I was wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, your eyes did see my substance, yet unperfect, Yet I'm in your book, and all my members were written. 
which in continuance were fashioned, where as yet there was not one of them. How precious are your thoughts towards me, Lord. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more than a number than the sand. When I awake, I'm still with you. You read that portion of Psalm 139 from verse 1 to 18, and you just are stunned by the love of God. That God Almighty would, would, would have such a, an awesome plan for you and me before the foundation of the world. And Paul talked about that in Ephesians chapter 2. Please, I, I, I really want you to think about this. It says we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained. God ordained it in eternity past that we should walk in them. Wow. That God has a plan for your life, for my life, planned from the foundation of the world. And before I even go further, can, can we just quickly go to Ephesians 1, even though you know that one? It says in verse 5, Having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. So, number one, he chose you. Number two, he declared you holy. Number three, he declared you without blame, all in love. That's in verse four. Number five, he predestined you and adopted you. Then it says, he has made you accepted in the beloved. And God redeemed you in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. God redeemed you before the devil ever got you in the past. Before Adam ever sold the, the human race to the devil, God redeemed his people. So God bought you before Adam sold, sold you and I. Wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. And so God Almighty gave us all that towards us. He gave us all that wisdom, all that prudence, before we even knew him. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will. Well, that's still happening now progressively. But it's already promised. It's, it's already ours. I mean, I want to shout for this, okay? According to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and on earth. And now we have obtained also an inheritance because we are predestined to the purpose of him who works all things according to what? The counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory. Hallelujah. That's why he sealed us, it says, with the Holy Spirit in verse 13. Jesus, I give you all the praise for this. It's like beyond us. That's why David said, it's too wonderful for me. I can't even attain to it. I can't even fully, fully comprehend this kind of love. And all we have to do, all we have to do 
is so simple. John 15:10. John 15:10. If you keep my commandments, you'll abide in my love. So God chose us in love before the foundation of the world. He loved us. He created us in love. And Jesus said, just keep and abide in my love, in that love that I loved you with. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Even as I've kept my Father's commandment and abide in, in his love. And what is his commandment? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Trust him with all your being. It's not a group of rules and regulations because he fulfilled the law. All we have to do is simply believe in him. Believe in him. I've told you already, it's not believing that, believing in. Like people, you know, people say, well, I believe that Jesus died for me. Okay, so does the devil believe that? I, I believe Jesus rose from the dead. Mm-hmm, okay, so does the devil believe that? I, I believe Jesus is coming back again. Uh-huh. The All the devils of hell know that. But the devil doesn't believe in the Lord. He believes that, that. A lot of people believe that, that, that God loves me, that Jesus died for me, and so on. But to believe in God means I trust you, Lord, with my soul. I trust you, Lord, with my life. I believe in you to trust you with my life, with my soul, with my eternity. I give you my life. And the second we believe in him like that, he declares us righteous. That's what Romans 3, 4, and 5 talk about. We become justified. We are declared righteous. Abraham believed in the Lord, it says, in the Lord, and God reckoned that as righteousness. He declared him righteous. And that's just the way it is. And all that we have to do is abide in the Lord. Just abide. Don't walk away, basically. If you keep my commandments, you'll abide in my love. And all you and I need to do is John 15, verse 4 and 5. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can you except you abide in me. The branch of itself has no life. The branch has to abide in the vine. It receives all its life from the vine, and without branches, the vine disappears, basically. So think about the branches and the vine are one, one. I'm the vine, you're the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. And you know, this is, I think, the key to being ready for the coming of the Lord is just simply to abide in the Lord. So think about what I've been talking to you about. Chosen before creation, chosen before the angels were created. God knew you before he knew the angels. Wow, knock, knock. God chose you before he created the heavens and the earth. God loved you. Nowhere does it say that God loved the angels. For God so loved the world, he gave his son. 
So you are his sons and daughters. You are his beloved child. And all he asks of us is to abide, to follow him. So simple. And he gives us not only the willingness, but the desire. You know, the Bible says that God works in us and then to work out our salvation. And basically what this means is God works it in and I work it out. But God has to work it in first. Okay? Then I work it out. So it's not about me working. uh, It's about me working out uh, what God is working in me. He begins the process of working in me. And then I work it out. So through you, he lives the Christian life. You just simply allow it to happen. That's what work out means. Let it happen. Let the Lord live his life through you. Our our only responsibility is surrender. You know, we cannot see the wind. We cannot tell the wind where to where to go because we don't know it, where it comes from. The only thing we can do is surrender to the wind and it carries us. We just do, we yield basically to the power of the wind. And that's the same way we yield to the Lord. He lives his life in us and we say, Lord, have your way. I'm simply a yielded vessel and God takes that empty vessel and uses it and lives his life through you and me, and that's what it means to abide. It means let the Lord flow through you, live through you, work through you, walk through you, and you abide in him, you are one with him, and the Christian life is so simple then, isn't it? Basically, he carries you. You just let him carry you. So it's not about me doing it. It's let the Lord's work be done through me. I'm only a vessel. Precious Jesus, let them see this. Let them see how precious they are to you. That every hair is numbered. That your thoughts towards them are more than the sand upon the seashore and more than stars in the heavens. You think about us all the time. Thank you, Lord, for choosing us hand-picked us for salvation. To you be all the praise. And our Lord, fill them with your love, your grace and power. That they will live a Christian life accepted in your sight. Not one of us, not one of us will fail in this. But we will, Lord, on that day I pray that we will stand before you and hear you say, Well done! Thou good and faithful servant, we give you the praise. And God's people said, Amen. Well, I this has blessed you. I just wanted to remind you what the Lord has done for you. I did that yesterday and today. And tomorrow I'm going to bring a powerful message uh, to you. You know, I have, in fact, the Lord has really been giving me some amazing messages for you. So tomorrow I have another one. And basically, it's about what God did for you. What God did for you when Jesus came to earth. I think a lot of times we, we forget, what did God really, what did God really do in sending his son? What does that mean to God? What did he give us in his son? 
it's going to amaze you. Even though you may say, well, I know, no, no, no. When you hear what I have to share with you tomorrow, you're going to be amazed with the love of God. You're going to say, Lord, I'm, 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 I'm speechless. I'm speechless because of your love. We stand truly in awe of our salvation. Lord, bless them in Jesus' mighty name. And Lord, meet every need, even financially today in their life. Bless them, Lord. Bless their future with the finances they need to pay their bills. Lord, you care about every part of our life. Your word says so, so clearly. And now, Lord, speak to them to give to your word today because without giving, we cannot receive. Bless them, Lord, and speak to their hearts on what amount they should sow today in faith, in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. And yes, I'm praying that God today will speak to you clearly on what to sow into his work so his work will go on. We're doing some new things with, with our social media that you maybe have seen. We actually ha- uh, hired a company to work with us and the, our numbers have gone way up, especially on Instagram. And we're gonna do more and more and more to, to, to be a blessing and a strength to you. So you can sow your seed today and God will bless you for it. And you can sow it on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website, benahin.org. You can give by text, BHM45777. And remember, you can watch my dailies also on our website. Plus, help me build Instagram and help me build YouTube. It's really growing tremendously. Thank you for watching me also on Facebook and all the other platforms. I pray the Lord will really bless you in the coming days and keep you strong, that you'll finish stronger than when you started. Amen. Much love, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.